Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. How are you, Mark? Oh, man, it is struggle bus this morning, but we are here in the studio live and uh, wouldn't have it any other way. No, definitely not. I, You and I, this is the groggiest I think I've ever been doing this show. And there have been nights where I've slept two hours uh, before doing this show. I didn't even shower either, so I, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm a bit ripe this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can see, you can see the wavy, smelly lines coming off of me this morning. I'm pretty sure I'm a Charlie Brown cartoon today. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Super Bowl last night. Congratulations to not the Eagles. Um, yes. very happy about that. Yeah, that, uh, it was a close game. It was a really good game. That's what I was saying last night. Was like I was as 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 much as I really didn't necessarily like either team. Like yeah. at least it was a good game. Yeah, true. You know, I remember what Super Bowl was that? Was that the the Broncos and I don't know maybe the Steelers? I can't remember. Mm. It was like the beginning of the game. There was a safety. Oh yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> I remember when that happened. I was like. Oh boy, this game is going to be weird. Yeah. And yeah, I think it was like completely lopsided. Yeah. But oh, that was a, yeah, that was a blow up. But no, I I was I was intrigued. I was I was at least held interested in the game last night. We were at a, a work party basically, our entire office and then some. Uh was at our boss's house and it was there were a lot of people and a lot of conversations going on, so I didn't really get to listen to a lot of the commercials. Yeah. Which they're on YouTube anyway, so I'll just go watch exactly. it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was fun last night. Oh, congratulations to Sky Moore, too. That was uh, yeah, that's a huge deal. Former Western Bronco. This was his rookie year. Uh, so, I mean, he played for the Broncos last year. Scored in the Super Bowl last night. That was his first career touchdown. That's awesome. As a rookie, and it was in the Super Bowl, and it was one of the touchdowns that pushed them to win the Super Bowl. We were discussing last night. We're not sure if that's the first ever touchdown scored by a Bronco in a Super Bowl or not. It isn't um, because uh, was it Greg Jennings? Oh, was he? Did he go to Western? Yeah, I think so. Okay, Greg Jennings. Actually, a funny story. Greg Jennings, our our friend Dejan, who works with us here. Yeah, that's his cousin. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> right. I told him I was like, even though he's a Packer. It's yeah. still cool. Yeah, it's still pretty cool. But yeah, congratulations <laughs> to Sky Moore. That's huge. That's fantastic last night. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, it was I yeah, it was tough to stay up for that. Because I mean, you and I get up super early, but I, I managed to yeah. to stay there and then I got to bed around midnight. My alarm went off at three o'clock and then four o'clock <laughs> and then five o'clock. Yep. And no, here I am. That was a nice thing too, because we You've got some HVAC issues in the building. So it's yeah. not awful, but it's still a little chilly in the building. So I was like, listen, I get it. You don't want us in the building for that long, but we got a live show to do. And so right. I woke up and then I started writing immediately. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, now I got to come into work. Yeah. Now I got to go in, do I, this live show. I just I just slept through my alarms, basically. And then I was finally like, <laughs> okay, I have to go into the studio to do right. this stuff. Um, I do find it convenient, though, that the Monday after the entire office is at a Super Bowl party, there's no HVAC, <laughs> and we're all conveniently encouraged to get in, do our work, and get out, or just flat out <laughs> not come into the studio in the building today. 
Oh, man. I mean, it's winter, so I mean, it's understandable. But it's like, it just furthers the the stigma that the day after the Super Bowl should just be a company holiday. Right, right. That's <laughs> Instead of, like, fighting for it to be, like, a company-wide holiday, our boss was just like, I'm going to force the hand. <laughs> I'm just going to make it happen. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. Uh, before we get rolling, want to let everybody know um, there is a road closure this morning. Pretty substantial road. Portage Road in Portage, south of Center Avenue. All lanes in both directions are closed at the moment due to some downed power lines Ooh. in the area. So if you travel up Portage uh, from the south there to get to uh, Stryker or the airport or Pfizer probably best to uh <laughs> find a new way to get to work this morning yeah don't drive over those uh, but yeah basically if you drive <clears throat> excuse me if you drive in there between like west lake and austin lake uh north on portage road up to center that whole area south of center there is uh closed through traffic at the moment due to down to power line so that sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not good a little, uh, a little late for work just shoot the boss attacks they'll get it yeah Let's be like, no, no, I swear to God, I'm not hungover from the Super Bowl last night. Right. I promise. So, dude, what the heck was going on with this? All right. So we mentioned this um, a little bit ago. The big news from yesterday. Yeah. Uh, another item was shot down over Lake Huron yesterday. That's and so weird. As I understand it, and I'm, 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 I might be piecing a couple different stories together here. I'm still trying to make clear because, like, so yeah. much of this has happened now. But my understanding is, is they first spotted it over Montana again. They waited until it was over open water, so Lake Michigan, before they took a real good look at it. Mm -hmm. They actually closed the airspace over Lake Michigan for a little while yesterday. Oh, wow. Up north. And then once it crossed the straits, they shot it down over Lake Huron. So, hmm. yay, they shot down a UFO near <laughs> Ohio. As if that place needs anything more strange things to happen to it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. This keeps happening, too. This is, uh, I think this is the at least the fourth, if not maybe a fifth item now that's been shot down by our military. And it's like, it's so funny to think that we're literally shooting down balloons with fighter jets and sidewinder missiles. Right. Like, can't we just, like... Do a drive-by and throw a thumbtack at it or yeah, something. Yeah, like chuck a dart or something. <laughs> I think that would have the same effect. <laughs> I feel like a sidewinder might be a little bit of an overcorrection there. But yeah, now this is, I, this is, this is getting ridiculous since the, the Chinese spy balloon. Um, they are calling these UFOs, by the way. They don't think they're aliens. Right. At least that's what they're well, telling UFO us. is a blank term. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everyone associates them with, with aliens. It's like, well, I mean, they're just, they're unidentified flying objects. We don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. But to make things worse, especially for us, I guess last night, uh, you could see the Starlink satellites. Yeah. Over West Michigan. So people were calling in a string of lights in the skies, another UFO. Oh my gosh. <laughs> people are just hyper paranoid right now. This is getting wild, man. Like I. <laughs> It all started with that Netflix series. <laughs> it all started with Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> bring back Unsolved Mysteries, and then this stuff starts happening we, again. We talk about the, the the 90s UFO sightings in West Michigan, and now all of a sudden, they're back. 
This does remind me that like all of this happening at once reminds me, um, you know, those alien invasion movies. There's always like the beginning where everything's fine. You know, everyone's carrying on with normal everyday life. But like in the background, you notice all the news stations are talking about an increase in strange activities around the world. Yes, you know, planting the seed. Yeah. And now we're part of that. <laughs> like they're going to make a documentary about this one day about how either stupid, crazy or insane it was in history. And they're going to use like local radio and TV clips. We could be one of the media sources they use for this. Yep. We got, <laughs> you know, we got spy balloons. We got clams in the M&Ms. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> like, seriously, though, can you imagine if we were the audio they use before everything hits the fan? Like, man, it's crazy, but I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure it's nothing. Life is good. And then it just fades to black, and then the alien uprising begins in that very moment. You can only hope. <laughs> Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR Rocker Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. Sorry, I just ran over my headphone cords. I'm not, I'm not having a good morning over here <laughs> i'm like all tangled up it seriously is a mess i need i need a nap yes <laughs> indeed um all right so this is uh something i found out over the weekend it's very interesting the new student uh, center being built out of western okay they announced on friday that uh it was going to be done in july and this is uh something that has been in the works for quite a while yeah i don't believe it's named though i think after sky Moore's touchdown last night they should call it the sky Moore student center i like it I think it would be very cool. Uh, we should get that petition going. But it is going to open in July, finally. I think they thought it was going to open earlier this year and have it ready for students for this school year. Didn't end up happening. So it will open in July. They're going to have like a dedication type of thing, I think, in September or something to that effect. But, yeah, all the normal student union stuff. This is a very cool building. If you go look to it, uh, there's, there's more details and a little more in-depth over on the Rocker app as to what's in this thing. But typically student union stuff in here, you know, places to sit and eat, all yeah. the student resource stuff, uh, center stuff that you're going to need, lounges, study rooms, all that. But it's going to have a bunch of restaurants in it. That's crazy. Starbucks, which I think they could have done better than Starbucks. Um, a refresh food market. So you can just go get fresh food. Nice. From the market. That's pretty cool. A couple other restaurants that I never heard of. And a pub. That's going to be very interesting. This is, um, as far as I know, as far as I can find, potentially the first on-campus pub in the state of Michigan. That is really cool. Yeah. I Can I go get beer there? I can mean, I, I'm sure beer? you could. But, like, even if, like, you're 21 and you've got to go to a class and you've got, like, an hour and a half, two hours to yeah, go right? before your next one, just go to the pub, get a Ab beer, absolutely. work on some homework, and bada-boom. Yeah. Uh, they're only going to serve beer and wine, so no mixed drinks. Um, Wise. I, yeah. Um, but let me tell you, I can get a bit stupid on some beer and wine. <laughs> I did last night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they will be checking IDs, so nobody underage is going to get a drink that isn't supposed to. It's going to operate like a normal pub would, exactly the way a normal place would. Um, I really wish that my school would have had this. <laughs> like, really wish they'd had this. Um, it's like you said, I can recall a few times that I had like a rough test or a lot of time between classes. Yeah. Like instead of going home to drink, I could have just walked down to the student union, <laughs> had a couple beers. That would have been so helpful. Yeah. 
just go I'll just go put down a couple two hearteds before chemistry class, you know, or biology. For for scientific for, purposes, exactly, of course. Exactly. You I guarantee you though, like if you could walk in there and know exactly when it was like finals though. Yeah. Just an entire collegiate student body sitting in silence with their heads hung over a beer glass on the bar. <laughs> Bartender's like, What you got? Uh, uh, what's what's got you down, kid? Twenty-one year old kids like my chemistry final was brutal. <laughs> Leave the bottle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Rocker Morning Show thanks you for sticking with us for thirty-five years. I thank you. It's Kalamazoo's Rock Station, one hundred seven seven RKR. Kalamazoo's Rock Station, one hundred seven seven RKR. The Rocker Morning Show with Meatball and Mark Frakehouse with yet another special guest joining us here on the Rocker Morning Show. He is the owner and creator of Hollywood's Cat House, and you know him from MTV's Headbangers Ball. Welcome, Ricky Rackman. How's it going, dude? Dude, I'm doing very good. Thank you. I appreciate being on the show. I'm very, very excited about the show at the Art Theater May 10th. Yeah. And uh, I'm, just, I'm really excited about all this stuff. Yeah, you're, uh, you're heading out on, uh, I guess, the end of next month is when you start this, the One Foot in the Gutter Tour. Like you mentioned, you've got May 10th at the Art Theater in Hobart, Indiana. And then uh, another show, too, kind of in the area, May 12th, Reggie's Shack in Chicago. This seems like kind of a very unique speaking tour that you're on. Is this something that you've wanted to do for a while? That's kind of an an interesting question because, and I've said this before, I can't say that this is what I've dreamed of doing because my dream was never this cool. (laughs) My whole life, you know, when my friends were starting bands like Guns N' Roses or or whatever, you know, and they're all talking about tour. I always dreamed about how cool it would be to be on tour. Uh-huh. And I love telling stories. And everybody kept on saying, when are you going to write a book? When are you going to write a book? And then an opportunity came up for me to get up on stage and do it. And I enjoyed it so much. And it was a sellout. And then it got great reviews. Uh-huh. And then they started you know, asking, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? And I did a show in, in Flint at the machine shop, and it sold out. Nice. And I was like, this is kind of like the greatest thing ever because all I do is just get up there and I tell all these stories that, that, that people have asked me about and stories that people have never, ever heard. It's not just Headbangers Ball at Cat House. It's the first exposure to hard rock and heavy metal right. to losing everything and getting arrested and being a car salesman. You know, it's just like <laughs> right. every aspect, but a lot of stories about Headbangers Ball and everything like that. And uh, to know that the show's that people are going and that the show's got great reviews, it's far better than anything I could have ever imagined, and I'm having so much fun doing it. That's great. I was going to say, it's, it says a lot about you being able to go up there and talk about you know the struggles that you've gone through, but confidently, too, because where you're at right now, you're in a good place. And everything that led up to this has got you to where you are. And now, you know, you're killing it with the, with, you know, getting into the one foot in the gutter tour. And a, a lot of people do know you from Headbangers Ball. But from from what I've heard, wasn't it Axl Rose? Like one of the main reasons the club became so popular and basically what ended up landing you on MTV. The Cat House Club. Um, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, when, when Axl says... Hey, can can we, you know, they play with the Rolling Stones four nights, you know, a couple hundred thousand people. And he says, hey, let's do a show at the Cat House, you know, yeah. next week. And we'll film a video there. And they film the It's So Easy video at the Cat House. And <laughs> so then wild. I was like, and I was like, and we're watching Headbangers Ball. And I go, man, that would be fun. He's like, do you want me to make a phone call? And I'm like, really? And so Axel calls up MTV and says, hey, my friend Ricky. And they knew about me from the Cat House. And he's like, yeah. do you want me to go to New York with you to audition? I'm like, yeah. 
And, uh, you know, so does it help if you know somebody? <laughs> Obviously. <I've> never, <laughs> right. My first time ever on TV was on Headbangers Ball. So I didn't know wow. what the hell I was doing. <laughs> so obviously those things help. But then, you know, I just took it from there and, and, and just kept on going. But, yeah, Guns N' Roses. And then, you know, I, I still have a company that sells apparel. And we sell the Cat House shirt. Like nice. Axel War in the Paradise City video, and Slash still wears that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so I owe a lot to Guns N' Roses, and I still really appreciate all the help that I got from a band that ended up being the biggest rock and roll band in the world, which is weird when your friends become the, you know, I remember the first time I heard Welcome to the Jungle in a football game, I was like, oh my God, they're playing Guns N' Roses. Like, yeah, they're right. like top 40 band. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I forget. <laughs> if you just joined us, we are hanging out with MTV's Headbangers Ball host, Ricky Ragman, talking about his tour that is about to launch next month. You know, when you were doing uh, the Headbangers Ball, and I, I kind of get passionate about this too, you know, working in this industry, we get to talking to other people about, you know, new rock music and exposing people to, you know, new rock. When you were doing that, especially with Headbangers Ball and even to this day, like, do you get that kind of excitement when you get to expose people to this kind of uh, either new music or even what you got to see back in the day, too? I love it when there's a band that I like and I tell people about it and then they write back and they say dude I love this band yeah. like I mean I'm not yes I'm old as dirt but do I still go to shows yes do I still go see new bands absolutely yeah. and if there's a band that blows me away and then I can't wait to buy their music yes buy their music and buy their t-shirt I love doing that stuff. And then when somebody else says, hey, I really like that band I, that you turned me on to. It's just like when people say, dude, you turned me on to Pantera. I mean, I hear that all the time. Yeah. Except now it's more personal because I didn't pick the videos on MTV ever. So when people say, you know, oh, you turned me on to this band, it really feels good because, yeah. you know, if I, if I endorse a band and say there's a band that I like, it's because I really like it. Yeah, you know, there's no other reason. And just like when you were a kid and you heard this band on the radio and then you said, hey, have you heard this band yet? And then your friends listen to it on cassette or whatever. Uh -huh. I still like that. When I'm on stage, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I know this sounds cliche, but like when I'm on stage at the art theater, I'm looking out there and it's like, look, you guys came to see me. So that makes me feel good. So we're all friends. Yeah. Right. I get up there and I tell stories like I'm talking to a bunch of friends. And that's what I'm told the show feels like. And that's what I want it to feel like. Yeah. Do you have any bands right now that you're just like super high on? Um, in my older age, I listen to heavier music, which right. is kind of crazy. I think of the newer bands, there's one band that I really like called Unto Others. Okay. Yeah. And they kind of have this kind of, they're, they're metal, but they almost have like a gothy feel to it. Okay. They're really cool. I mean, some of the bands that I listen to, the new bands that I listen to, uh. have actually been around for 10 years. Like, I still <laughs> say, like, oh, yeah, I love Lamb, that new band, Lamb of God. It's like, really, yeah. they've been around for 20 years. <laughs> it's like, new bands, to me, are still, you know, so very rarely are they, like, new, new bands, because... I, I am sometimes the last to hear about new bands, but I yeah. still go to shows. I still get excited. You know, I went to go see Amana Mark, which, oh. you know, these are Vikings on yeah. stage. And the, the old Ricky sits at the show and goes, this is silly. Yeah. But the young Ricky sits there like the way he saw Eddie and Iron Maiden <laughs> on stage. Like, yeah. I had so much fun at that show. You yeah. know? When you, I love being exposed to new music. When you were at the Amana Mark um, show, did you get down on the pit and do the row pit with everybody else? <laughs> This is the best part about it. I just had neck surgery. Okay. Oh, no. I had a neck brace. Wait, wait, wait. I had a neck brace on, but I had to go to the show. So when Amon Amarth played, I'm like, oh, this is like 
great for old people because instead of going into a pit where they're throwing elbows, they're sitting on the floor and <laughs> rowing a boat. I talk about this in my show. I talk about this because it is the funniest thing, but still the coolest thing, too. Like, they, you get on the ground and row a boat. Playing, put your back into the oar. I mean, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And it's really nice for old guys because you don't get hurt when you're sitting on the ground pretending right. like you're rowing a boat. It's a good good core workout, too, while you're <laughs> Get some quads in there, you know. A little Monomar show. And, you know, when I went to, and I talk about that show in my show, but the coolest thing about it was that I see is I see, like, Old guys and, and their kids yeah. with battle vests on. You know, that's the greatest thing that we <laughs> yeah. didn't have back in the day. Is now I see parents and, and their kids at metal shows. Yeah. And that's awesome. Well, uh, May 10th, we are going to see you on the road, the Art Theater in Hobart, Indiana. And then again, a little bit closer, if uh, that show sells out, Reggie Shack in Chicago, Ricky Rackman, and experience this amazing period of rock and roll history firsthand from an icon from the 90s. Ricky, we want to thank you so much for your time today, and we wish you the best on this tour, man. Yeah, we'll see you soon, dude. Thank you so much. I hope I see you guys at the show. We'll Absolutely. Do, this was a really cool experience hanging out with Ricky Rackman. You can get the entire podcast. It's available right now on demand on the Rocker app. Download it. Calabasas Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. You know what that fancy music means, man. Yes. Why not? 2023, we are... Well, we're drawing in, man. We're only like three, four weeks away. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this. Actually, I think we're two weeks away. Are we two weeks away? No. We got three weeks left. I can't math. A little over three I weeks. can't math this morning. <laughs> oh, like three weeks from this weekend, pretty much. March, yeah. March 4th, the Fetzer Center. $50 ticket gets you in the door, and that is three hours of unlimited wine sampling and tastings. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun. There's going to be tons of vendors there, and we still have room for vendors so and volunteers. So if you want to sample for free, just hang out with us for a couple hours. Yeah. Pour some wine with us. Have some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll need a couple hands. I mean, that'll be, it'll be, we will be greatly appreciative. You get to hang out with us, you know, that whole time. And I guarantee you, Mark and I are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, big time. Especially after a couple of wines. Yeah. Oh, you should have seen <laughs> this last night after just a few beers. Man. It was it good was, times. It was pretty wild. But, yeah, uh, either way, tickets are available. Why not Kalamazoo? Uh, you can check this out right now. Like I said, three hours unlimited sampling, so you won't have to spend any extra money mm-hmm. on sampling. In fact, that extra money will go towards a uh, well, a good cause, and that's getting you home safe and getting Absolutely. other people home safe. We have designated driver tickets for $10. So don't even stress about how you're getting home, messing with uh, any of the apps. Now nah, we got you covered. Yep. So we're just packaging it all up right here at Why Not Kalamazoo. Go check it out. WRKR.com and the Rocker app. You can find more about Why Not Kalamazoo. Again, there's going to be more than 80 wineries there, over mm. 100 different wines for people to try. If you can get through half the wines, I don't. there's not really a prize involved, but I, I'll give you a pat on the back. Right. You will get a participation wine trophy for wine glass. Yeah, we'll give you a gold star and um, a smiley face sticker (laughs) (laughs) saying, I got drunk. Why not? Oh, man. I think we should give those out anyway. (laughs) Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR Rock Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Meatball, I occasionally stumble upon. Uh, some really interesting spots in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And there's so many fascinating areas in Michigan, you know, whether it's because of the history there or just the site, because Mich- this state is just gorgeous. Yeah. 
there is one site that I kind of stumbled upon thanks to a group. They like to go out, give a history of Michigan. They actually, uh, they were the inspiration behind that story about how Mark Twain was the first person to say, fix the damn roads. Oh, in yeah. Michigan. Okay. Okay. I got you. Um, they actually, they, I don't know if they're history, they got to be history buffs because they know so much. But this couple, they went out and they just, they went to uh, Camp Grayling. Okay. And there's a, a smaller mountain out there in Grayling, Michigan. And we have this video on the Rocker app that you can watch right now. They found what might be the smallest military cemetery in the world. It's wow. really, really cool. Okay. Um, are we talking size, like the space of it, or the size and like the number of people that are there? Well, size and number of people, and just in space in general. Okay. So it's on Mount Franklin in Camp Grayling, Michigan. Uh, it's where a PFC John Conroy and Private George Lange are buried. Okay. And the interesting about this is that it's only two military men. They're a part of the state militia. Okay. And it's like surrounded by fence and barbed wire. And there's only two graves. It's tiny. Whoa. Now, yeah, it, it's... I don't mean to be insensitive, but like, why do you surround two graves with fence and barbed wire? Like, and and in a, in a rural area like that, too, yeah. it's very strange. So, and they kind of pondered the same thing that I was wondering is, well, one... Zombie why are, apocalypse. That's, that's, that's where my brain goes. Uh, Arlington National Cemetery, actually. Oh yeah, that too. You almost had it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, why? Why wouldn't they be in Arlington? Or well, yeah. even one of the two national cemeteries in Michigan. Uh, of course, we know about the one over here, Fort Custer in Battle mm-hmm. Creek. The other one's the Great Lakes National Cemetery um, in the uh, Thumb mm-hmm. area okay. of Michigan. So we have these two state, uh, two national cemeteries here in Michigan, but. Yeah, it's strange that they're all the way up in Grayling. It's surrounded by barbed wire fence. And there's no indication whatsoever about why this area in particular was chosen as their final resting place. But pretty interesting. I'm, I'm curious if anybody out there knows anything about this. Is there a, is there a base out there? Like, are they, is that close so. to a base? No, it's, it's, in a, it's in a park. Weird. It's in a campsite. So yeah, this is really you strange. Got, you got a you got a video that might explain some yes, of this up there as like well. Like I said, okay. it's all up here, and there's even a sign outside that says "U.S. Government Military Cemetery." So trespassing is illegal within ah, the cemetery. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to wake the zombies. That's yeah. It's yeah. just it's it's pretty interesting, man. I think uh, yeah, there's got to be a reason behind this. Why they chose this area. Why it's like under lock and key, pretty much. Yeah, no yeah why it's surrounded by barbed wire. It looks but. like it's well kept. So, I mean, they clearly go in there and like upkeep the property and stuff. It's not like it's yeah. forgotten. Just an interesting location. Yeah. So, I don't know if anybody knows anything about this. Hit us up. But in check this app, out. On, yeah. Yeah. Tr- check this out on the Rock Rap. This is a really cool video. And I love the history that these two folks uh, provide. It's really cool. And they always do a great job of finding really neat spots throughout the uh, state and bringing them to light a little bit, you know? Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR. Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Some awesome news last night for um, a lot of people. Well, a lot of local football yeah, players, yeah. too. And they were all in the Chiefs. Obviously, we talked about Sky Moore earlier. Congratulations to him. His first career touchdown in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, happened to be in the Super Bowl for his now Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. 
It was a big deal, man. Yeah. That's huge. So um, he should get a plaque on the wall at Western somewhere, I'm sure. I would believe so. But yeah. uh, last night, after a uh, another Super Bowl championship, U of M, former U of M quarterback and Chiefs backup quarterback, yep. Chad Henney, uh, announced, like I said, with a beer in his hand, uh, his retirement. Awesome. From professional football. And I got to tell you, man, uh, talk about a career. Yeah. This guy, well, even a couple of years ago, he kept he kept uh, the Chiefs alive when they were facing the Browns. Yep. Uh, well, Mahomes has been out a couple of times with the Chiefs. With uh, well, he had ankle injuries. Uh, we thought we were going to see a little bit of him last night too. Yeah. Uh, during the game. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, Chad Henney's been awesome for the Chiefs while he's been playing there. He played. With, who else did he play with in the in, in the NFL? Do you remember? Dolphin. Was it the Dolphins? Yeah, I think so. But. A lot of people are showing love for him right now. I mean, he he posted on his Instagram. He said, "Calling it a career, capping off, uh, capping it off with a beer and another ring." Um, it was a picture of him on his uh, on the football field after the celebration. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people showing him love. They said one person was like, "Might not have played a lot, but they don't get here without him stepping in and delivering yep. against Jacksonville. Yep. That game could have gone sideways in a hurry." He's every part of the team that played on the field tonight. Uh, as a Dolphins fan, I'm happy for him. There we go. And then another one just pointed out his glory and financial accomplishments. Two Super Bowl rings, 15 seasons, and $38.6 million. That's a very successful career. That's not bad, buddy. That's yeah. not bad. I would not be crying over that one. No. I, I really enjoyed watching Chad Henney play. I remember when he was playing in Michigan. Um, he was really, really good. This is super awesome. I, I like I like the stories coming out of the Chiefs like this, especially since it wasn't the Eagles that won, and I didn't have to watch a whole <laughs> bunch of Eagles heartfelt stories and stuff after that game. But yeah, always um, good to see uh, some Michigan dudes doing good, man. Yeah. So Henny got the uh, Henny got the ring, and uh, oh man, yeah, it's it's a good career for him, man. I think it's you know a lot of people will just hang on and they'll just keep accumulating millions and millions and millions. And and dudes, and Super Bowl rings and Super Bowl rings yeah. and Super Bowl rings. Dude's made his, you know, he's got his kids' life set up. His kids' kids, probably his kids' 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 kids. Right. How uh, long was he in the league? He was in the league for fifteen seasons. Fifteen seasons. What is it with these Michigan quarterbacks spending so much time in the league, man? It's like, what are you doing this for? Yeah. I mean, besides millions of dollars. millions of dollars in Super Bowl rings, so. Uh, no, I'm super glad for him. Uh, you know, if if Tom Brady can't be in the Super Bowl, then at least some other Michigan quarterback could be there Burn. in some capacity.